Jesus did not have a very long life. He only lived into his early 30s. His preaching and his teaching impacted impacted the world, but at the time it only impacted a few people. It was just the people around Galilee and Nazareth and Bethlehem and Jerusalem, just kind of in that small, small area of the world. He certainly brought God visibly, tangibly to the people. People had so for so long just been going to church, going through the motions, being asked for money, just not being fed, not getting much of much back. Um, and when Jesus came, Jesus said, you know what? I've come to fulfill the prophecies that Isaiah had. I've come to heal the blind, to heal the lame, to, to make the poor rich. Jesus was here to bring God back to the people and the people back to God. Jesus' big message was God is here. God is now. And this is not the kingdom of Rome. This is God's kingdom right now. And you are part of God's kingdom. And there are no boundaries. We are all one. Well, that didn't sit very well with the authorities. And it did not take very long for both the church authorities and the Roman authorities to be mad at Jesus for one reason or another. And he ended up being um, tortured and put to death on the cross. After that, his disciples were in hiding for a little while um, until Jesus arose from the dead. Three days later, he appeared to the women and the women went and told the men and they, and they, finally saw him and he he did some strange things kind of like appearing in locked rooms and disappearing suddenly and, and those scars on his hands and his feet from where he had been nailed to the cross he still had those scars they were healed but they hadn't gone away kind of like our scars when we are healed our wounds somehow they're transformed they're still part of us they're part of what makes us who we are. But those wounds are transformed, and they were certainly transformed in Jesus. And then they lost Jesus for a second time, because after he had been with them for a period of time, he told them, you know, I have to go away. I'm going to go back to my Father. I'm going back to heaven, and don't worry. I'm coming back. I'm going to come back and get you. I'm just going to go get the house ready for you, and I'll be right back to get you. So Jesus rose up into heaven, and the angel came at that time and said to the disciples who were staring up with their into heaven with their mouths open, he said, just what are you looking at? Don't look for him anymore. He will come back exactly the same way he, he left. By which we assumed when Jesus comes back, he's going to come right back down from heaven. Um, straight to earth, and that will be a rather interesting day. Um, so the, the disciples were kind of left on their own, except that before Jesus left, he said, I'm not going to leave you just clueless and leaderless. The Holy Spirit, the Comforter, the Advocate, the Spirit of God will be with you in a, in a way that's new and powerful. And just stay put here in Jerusalem until... You receive that Holy Spirit. 
And so they did. And and 50 days after the crucifixion, um, everybody was in Jerusalem for, for a big festival called Pentecost, which celebrated... Um, it was like an annual festival remembering the day that Moses got the Ten Commandments on Mount Sinai. You remember that? Okay, well, this is the festival of that. And everybody's gathered in Jerusalem. There's people there from all over the world. They speak in all different languages. And the disciples are praying together. And suddenly, the room gets warm, hot. And it's almost like people start glowing in this, in this these little... It looks like fire on top of their heads. They're not burning or anything, but it's, it was an amazing experience. It was the Holy Spirit entering the room in a powerful and tangible way. And, and Peter got up and started preaching, and they all went outside, and Peter preached to the people. And the disciples started speaking, and all of a sudden, the people from all over the world said, Wait a minute that guy's talking in my language. And the next guy over would say, well, no, they're talking in my language. And it turns out that the disciples were preaching in foreign languages. People were understanding, were hearing in their own language. It was all the Holy Spirit's doing. It was an amazing day. And it was the beginning of what we now call the church. From that day forward, there were miracles. The, the disciples and the people who became disciples after that, they began pooling all their money and living together and just kind of waiting together for Jesus to come back and get them. They figured he'd be back any day now. It took a while before they realized that, that Jesus might not be coming back tomorrow. Um, and here we are, 2,000 years later, still waiting for Jesus to come back. But we know he's coming back because we still have this experience of the Holy Spirit. These things that were happening back at Pentecost, they still happen today. They happen to us. Um, they are here in the world, and they're very real and very powerful. It's um, an interesting time. And so back um, when the disciples were were new, 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 newly filled with the Holy Spirit. There was one in particular named Stephen. He was a an amazing man and a powerful preacher. And um, the the religious people of the day who um, were feeling threatened by all these Jesus followers, religious people accused um, Stephen of heresy. And they brought him to trial at the synagogue. Needless to say, things did not go well at the trial. Stephen was convicted of heresy and taken outside to be stoned to death. That, that means they're going to throw rocks at him, pulverize him until he dies. Stephen stood up and preached a great sermon about the history. He basically told the same story of the Jesse tree. He did it much more articulately than I did, and he was, did it facing certain death. They did not change their minds. They stoned Stephen. The rulers, the priests, the, the people who belonged to the church, not the church of disciples, not the, not the followers of Jesus, but the, the church power structure that felt threatened by Jesus and his followers. They were the ones who stoned Stephen. Stephen was the first martyr. Stephen met the stones of the accusers 
the accusers were upset about Jesus, who is called the cornerstone, the stumbling stone, the stone over which those in power will stumble.